Hello and welcome to the Broadcast Tech Talks podcast, TV industry podcast from the Broadcast Tech team. My name is Jake Bickerton and I'm the editor of Broadcast Tech magazine. Today we're talking through the BBC's plans for Wimbledon 2021 with Ron Chakraborty. Ron, we had a chat about a year ago um, about, <laughs> yeah. and then the plans then, uh, you know, you having to sort of adapt very quickly. I just listened to the podcast again, actually, and jotted uh, down some notes about, you know, exactly what you had to, to do last year. It's, it's quite ambitious. It was, sounded really good. And and you still had, um, how many hours of content? 50 hours of programming uh, you managed to do over that fortnight as well, which is really good. I was, it was it was a quite enjoyable fortnight to be, you know, we were down at Wimbledon, actually, even just to be down there at all was nice yeah. to actually to be at Wimbledon for a fortnight but actually you almost felt like you were privileged because we were one of the few mm. people around it was a bit surreal mm. you know looking at the rest of the uh, of the All England Club and nobody there and we had this little sort of corner to ourselves but then yeah it was crazy because we yeah, had to reduce the amount of people we had on site so mm. you know I was doing all sorts of stuff from printing out running orders to literally you know Boris Beck would rock up and the first thing I had to do was temperature test him rather than yeah. shake his hand <laughs> so uh, yeah. yeah it was it was bonkers but I think we just really you know really enjoyed the fact that we did it and we managed to you know um offer the Wimbledon fans something even if it was a bit of nostalgia um to, to fill their summer so uh yeah it was an interesting way it's one I won't forget definitely <laughs> at least this year you know it's well you know relatively business as, as usual um to some degree anyway um so yeah I want to talk about the you know the plans for this year and any innovation so I had a little bit of info from you about the kind of broadcast side being uh you know linear tv obviously you've got live streams as well presumably on on uh, the website and I, I don't know if there's any red button stuff you've got lots of stuff happening on social media platforms and then on the production side there was a studio wasn't there a bit of um a virtual studio happening as part of your as part of your presentation which sounds really interesting as well and then obviously all of the sort of challenges around, you know, working in a COVID safe environment and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I don't know where you wanted to sort of kick off in terms of, you know, where, where's the starting point for this year? I, I suppose the, the, the start, you know, in terms of the planning, that is that is the challenge. I mean, I've, I look after two things this summer, the Olympics and, and Wimbledon. In both cases, it's all about being flexible. I think we've all got used to having to plan these things remotely and we're not all together and we try and, you know, make the best of that as we can. But mm. When you're so reliant on what government regulations are going to be, the amount of times I've heard on both events, you know, we think this will be the plan, but things might change between now and there. The goalpost might shift. So therefore, I'd be ready for plan B or plan C at the same time. Mm. And even something like the crowds at Wimbledon, you know, they're, they're working around 25% capacity. Mm. Um, but depending on the results of the government's event research program and how these you know two rounds of football have gone and the world snooker and everything else that might change mm. but that decision doesn't come till the 21st of june just, all right you know, a week before so center court and number one court could be working at 25 percent capacity well there could be a 70 percent capacity or even more so well um, that's going to be a late decision we have to to rely on but the club said all the way that to let the broadcast centre, we have to stick with the social distancing rules, the setup we've put in. There's no kind of last minute scramble to bring in dozens more people. And we totally understood that. It would just be slightly chaotic if we all changed our plans with a week to go. Yeah. So, yeah, well, that that was an interesting one because that broadcast centre, um, it was built, you know, good. 20 plus years ago and some parts of it, you know, it's still absolutely, absolutely fine. But other parts of it, certainly from a, from a, 
COVID point of view, aren't great. There's one stairwell that you know takes you up to the roof and down to the basement, and it's pretty tight in places. Mm. So I think the club have had to build a separate staircase, one you know one way up, one way down, yeah, sort right. of thing. Mm. And then similarly, our office spaces. You know, a long time ago, I wouldn't I wouldn't say they were ever comfortable, but, you know, the more we've added, you know, social media and, and, and more stuff, in, they're quite cramped and everyone's sort of right next to each other. And suddenly we have to bring in social distancing. And where we did have, I think it was 21 desks across the two um, uh, offices we've got, I think we're down to 10 now. Right. So we then had to work out, right, well, A, how many of those people we really, really do need to have at Wimbledon? Mm. And if they do, where can we put them? Mm. Um, but if they can't, well, what can we do back in Salford? So... Yeah, it's, it was that was kind of almost the starting point was how many people can we have down there? How many people are absolutely essential to it? And then and then work it around there. And mm. the club have been have been really good with that. They did a kind of survey amongst all their rights holders to say, look, uh, how many of you are coming and what sort of numbers are you bringing? So they had a, a clear picture very early in the year of basically how many people had to cater for in the broadcast centre and therefore how much space was available because uh, and that, that was useful because uh, I think a broadcast like the Tennis Channel decided to massively reduce their numbers. They were obviously worried about international travel. So that then opened up more space for broadcasters like us, yeah, yeah. but also the host operation because, um, and I was talking about our offices, but there is one office where all the commentators sit together mm. um, in between matches and before play starts. Um, yeah, that, that room wasn't, you know, a covid safe if you like so they had to create three commentators rooms as well so that overall kind of planning part of it before we even got to you know the broadcast plans and the studio that that's been you know the major headache and I'm, I'm sure things will continue to change a little bit but i don't think we'll be talking about you know goalposts moving it'll be plans or plan b's and plan c's that we had already discussed and that we then implement depending on how the how the world is so tell me a bit about the um, the virtual studio because last year, no, not last year, the year before, there was a, a virtual studio set up for some of the post match interviews, wasn't there? It was entirely sort of green screen, but with the real time uh, Unreal Engine graphics. And um, is this a similar sort of thing this year? More and more people are embracing um, the virtual studios now. Looking at the technology, say they're so much better than the the virtual studios of you know 20, 30 okay. years ago. Yeah, they're all a bit clunky. If you if you're old enough to remember the adventure game that's sort of that's bad. right yeah exactly <laughs> it's that sort of thing but now literally you are staring at them going actually that that is virtual isn't it you know but with Wimbledon we had to sort of tread carefully because we knew that that studio backdrop is great and, and it actually shows that we're there um so we didn't want to mess with that too much I mean literally mm. if, you, if you said oh the BBC's come down to Wimbledon and we've, we've always had this great shot where Sue Barker sits with, with Wimbledon in the background mm. and we're going to go with a virtual studio so we're like, why are you doing that mm. but actually we just thought is there a way we can get the best of both worlds here and actually expand you know, virtually expand the size of the studio instead so on one side we've got um yeah a big screen where we can do analysis but we can also do um the draw which is always a difficult thing especially in the early days to try and represent the kind of 128 players and so on um but the other side we've just gra- gradually you know brought it into a into a um it's a very nice looking space it's a, they called it a light well basically it is you know there's a skylight there's all the sort of in keeping with um Wimbledon the sort of brickwork and the ivy and so on so uh, nice. we can use that as a separate presentation space as well so suddenly we've got kind of three potential options around the studio whereas before we just had the the one around Sue mm. given that we've you know got to think about social distancing as well just having the extra space virtually mm. um, should hopefully be a really nice addition to the to the coverage this year. Yeah, that sounds great. So you've kind of essentially got green screen left and right of the kind of main bit. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, fantastic. 
And so that's the uh, innovations around presentation. We've talked about the kind of production side and how many people you're, you're getting there and, and the kind of adaptations that have been made for COVID. Um, so when it comes to the broadcast side and where it's going out to, naturally linear TV still, um, are there any additions into the kind of platforms or OTT or anything like that that you're doing this year? No, no additions this year. It's still that kind of, you know, accessible areas thing that we do have all 18 court streams. So, um, you know, it's, which is really popular in the early days, actually, to be honest, because when you've got lots of British players playing and they might not be on, on one or two, they yeah. might not be on the, on the, on the main, so they might be out and about somewhere um, to be able to follow their progress is, is, you know, so, so, you know, welcome to our, to our viewers. So that part of it's brilliant. Obviously the, the, the UHD really came into its own, I think um, with the final um, a couple of years ago now, that Federer um, document, you always find that you know, there is a, um, sort of a percentage of an overall viewership that goes UHD. And I think, you know, if, if it's, if it's, you know, your usual kind of two, three million, then you'll get 30, 40,000. But because that final got 9.5 million peak, the numbers for UHD were absolutely fantastic as well. So I think right. it was a great advert for it. Mm. And hopefully more, I think more and more people are getting used to, you know, their, their most elite sport being in, in UHD. So I think mm. that'll be picked up a lot more this year as well. And is that going to be through iPlayer? Is it the UHD? Yeah. 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 And the, the all of the kind of multiple games at the same time, is that all through iPlayer? I think iPlayer will be the place for everything. Yeah. But Red Button still does really, really well. So we just yeah. gotta manage uh-huh. you know, how we juice that and, and at what level. I think we're just gonna make sure that the, the pickup on iPlayer is kind of reflective of um, you know, people migrating there and, and not um sticking with the red button. And then additional camera positions. Are you doing anything different this year compared to other years? I think, well, to be honest, we are doing a few things differently, but it's almost been COVID driven uh, right, okay. in a way because the um, the platform what we do today at Wimbledon, I don't know if you remember that the, the, the most recent one was, it was a nice little platform overlooking uh, number one court at the top of the um, the grounds. Mm. That was just too tight. You wouldn't get a presenter and two guests in there socially distanced. Mm. So again, Wimbledon Broadcast Services have brought in a, a bigger platform that uh, ESPN and us will share. And again, the timings work nicely that we can do, if we wanted to do our opening there, we can do it. The whole place can be wiped down and sanitized. And then ESPN tend to do the afternoons there till five. Right. Then it can be wiped down again. And then we come back for our highlights at eight. So right. it's really well utilized. Mm-hmm. And um, and obviously, you know, it's, it's another good spot for us. Similarly, there's other broadcast positions. Um, there's a, I wish I could give it a more posh name, but it's the facilities building roof, basically. Oh. <laughs> you yeah. have to have three slots in it, but it's only got the one now. So as a result, we can spread out a bit. And that's got a great view looking back towards um, centre court and mm. effectively looking back towards where the player lifts the trophy in front of the crowds after right. after they've won it. Right. Um, so that's another one. And then, um, yeah, apart from that, it's the usual. We'll, we'll try and be on centre court where we can. Mm. Uh, again, we just have to mind our social distancing and and again, we, we we usually do a couple of days on the members' lawn as well when it's sort of mm-hmm. uh, you know one of the grand days, other the middle Saturday where all the, the great stars of sport are on, uh, or, or the final weekend as well. So mm-hmm. it's it's brilliant that we can you know this. How many events can you say that we can we can present from you know half a dozen places all around the venue just to mm-hmm. give you a different uh, you know different perspective, but also a kind of access all areas kind of feel to it, which is uh, which is brilliant. Wimbledon Broadcast Services we have added a lot of fantastic um, elements to the coverage as well. The big uh, wire cam they use, or yeah. rail, rail cam. I yeah. think they've extended that as well this year, and it oh, just God. offers brilliant shots all the way along the sort of the, the southern courts, um, south of, uh, of centre, mm. all the way across up to number one. So uh, mm. yeah, we were so pleased with that last year, and they were really kind of um, 
helpful when it came to offering it to broadcasters at certain times. You know, we would want it, you know, beginning of play. So mm. suddenly the BBC had it exclusively and you could see two of the guys in the background but then espn might want it at other parts of the day we'll mm. give it to them and then we're in the middle of a um a big match on center court they'd switch it so that the center court director could have it so that was a really good addition as well that was a, a wimbledon broadcast services one and what about for the uhd stuff then because are these additional camera positions are they all uhd to give the option for when you want to flip it no what we what we do is so uhd the at the moment is just center court i think right. um uh Wimbledon again. It's to be a Wimbledon broadcast service. They they have. I'm sure they have long term plans to move uh, upgrade court one to um to to UHD and then look beyond that. Mm. But what we do with our set um our UHD coverage is basically cut between our BBC One presentation. So you, between matches, you'll get Sue and the guests. But um yeah, upgraded from uh, from HD. Yeah, yeah. The upgrade is that the phrase I'm looking for? Uh, upraised, I think, isn't it? Uh, upraised, yeah. 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 So that basically you're not seeing the players walk off and then a, then a wide angle for ten minutes. You are feeling yeah. more of a program. So yeah, yeah. we try and just glue that program together a little bit more, so it just feels like a you know um, a slick kind of broadcast offering rather mm. than just a feed of the court. So mm. yeah, that's how that's how we make that one work. I'd, I'd be interested to see how we make it work with the, with with the other courts when they eventually get uh, yeah. upgraded. But uh, yeah, it's 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 a nice offering at the moment. It's been one of those years where, you know, getting Wimbledon at all just feels like a bit of a success in a way, you know, <laughs> yeah. I think I think just, you know, getting Wimbledon as we know it is is uh, is taking a lot of work. And that's the same with with every event. I think having the additional element of the studio and just mm. having Wimbledon back, I think it's, mm. you know, it was a, it left a big hole in the summer last year. Mm. I think people will just be, you know, so pleased to see the green grass of the courts, you know, feel the, the, the strawberries and cream, all that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah. <laughs> the Federers and the Serenas and the Murrays and the Nadals and so on. Just seeing those guys again, yeah. it's just that another little step back to normality that you're feeling with all the sporting events at the moment. But Wimbledon, because it's kind of beyond the sporting event, is kind of, you know, part of the British summer. Mm. I think it'll be really nice to, to have that back. Really, it's a really, really special moment. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a rating on your podcast provider. I'll see you next time for the next episode in the Broadcast Tech Talk series.